everyone. Welcome to the Bowman Chronicles podcast. Today we're coming to you from Paint Bank, Virginia, and I have my friend Cody Murphy with me. Cody is general manager of Potts Creek Outfitters here in Paint Bank, and we have been on a awesome two-day turkey hunt the last two days of spring gobbler season in Virginia, and man, what a story we've got to tell you. So uh, we'll let Cody kind of start, introduce himself, and tell you a little bit about himself, and then we will uh, go into our hunt, tell you what happened this morning. Outstanding. Well, yep, Cody Murphy, uh, manager of Potts Creek Outfitters here in Paint Bank, Virginia. We run spring gobbler hunts and uh, bow only, archery only, whitetail hunts in the fall and offer fly fishing, catch and release fly fishing on Potts Creek as well. A little bit about my background. I worked a career in federal law enforcement, uh, started out as a park ranger with the National Park Service and promoted up to a district ranger, supervisory ranger, and then switched over to the U.S. Forest Service Law Enforcement Investigations, where I worked as a forest ranger and a patrol captain and retired. And now I'm uh, outfitting and guiding fine gentlemen like Mr. Bowman. We always have a good time, that's for sure. And uh, we uh, beautiful place here. Uh, how many acres are here in Virginia and West Virginia? Uh, roughly somewhere in the neighborhood of 7,500 to 8,000 acres in private ownership, which a lot of the property is surrounded by national forests. So just a tremendous resource, an absolutely beautiful piece of property. We're blessed to, to have a, a really nice section of Potts Creek, which we, we stock the private section for our guests uh, to offer a better fishing experience. Um, but yeah, with just a tremendous piece of property, a lot of variety. You know, some of our hunts are in the the valley, uh, which is a, a farm interface type hunt. You know, with fields and and pastures, and then some of our West Virginia property offers a more of a, a mountain hunting experience. You know, that's a little higher elevation, a little more wooded. You know, and just the typical you know mountain hunt that we see in in this area of Virginia and West Virginia. But yeah, just a tremendous resource, wonderful piece of property. We manage it for trophy whitetail bucks and and try to provide as good habitat, nesting habitat, uh, brooding habitat for our turkeys. So yeah, I I would uh, like we've discussed before, Mark. I'll put our turkey hunting and deer hunting uh, here at Potts Creek Outfitters, uh, you know, up there with anybody in the region. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Beautiful piece of property, well well managed, and uh, you know it holds some just uh, very nice whitetail, uh, and 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 just the turkey population here, and the habitat, and uh, it's it's uh, it's second to none. Um, I actually uh, two years ago killed the biggest uh, biggest whitetail buck I've ever killed with my bow here with you, and uh, it was a, a very special hunt. Uh, I'd actually, uh, hunted that deer for about three years. And the way we killed it was, you know, you told me, uh, we, I'd been walking in, uh, a fire road by the, by Potts Creek each year when I was hunting this deer. And, uh, we would see the deer in the field. Uh, we would see that you would see the deer all the time. And, uh, it just seemed like opening week of bow season. That he just disappeared every year, and it was just driving me crazy. Yeah, he did what big bucks do. 
yes. So, uh, boy, the way it happened was, uh, on the, uh, the second to last day of my hunt year before last, um, uh, Cody suggested, he said, instead of walking in on the fire road and walking down the, uh, the stream bank to get in the tree stand, he said, why don't I just drive you right across the field? Uh, and we'll just, I'll drive you right across the field. He said, we'll cross the fence and you can go get in the tree stand. That's what we did. And that evening, about 15 minutes before dark, the buck came off the island, crossed Potts Creek right under me. And I killed him at 18 yards. Yeah. And that I'm truly convinced that that buck for three years had laid on that island and watched me walk to that tree stand. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that was, you know, my thought process on it was that that deer was, was bedding fairly close. I don't think that he was going up on the mountain into some of the laurel thickets or rode it into the thickets. I, I truly believed he was bedding right there in that creek bottom. And, uh, he was certainly, visible and certainly used to a lot of the farm traffic that we have here. We have a, as you know, have a, a, a fully operational farm to include bison and, and cattle and, and crops. And, uh, you know, I just thought, well, I had a good idea where the deer was bedding and the approach that you had been taking in the past, which is, you know, uh, wouldn't surprise anybody. It was a, you know, you're slipping down a Creek using the Creek noise for cover but I think that deer was bedded there close and was making you. And so uh, I thought, well, let's just go straight across the field to the fence. And while you were getting in the stand, I was banging around yeah. the truck, you know, just like farm vehicles do. And you slipped up into the stand and lo and behold, we got him the first day we tried that yeah. approach. And and furthermore, you know, I think that was our first hunt together, was it not? It was our first hunt together. It sure was. Well, I'm very yeah. proud and pleased <laughs> to have been a part of that for you. Get your, your best, best buck with a bow, and that's one of the better bucks that we've killed well, here at Potts Creek. I, I think he was in the, what, mid-140s? He was mid-140 whitetail. And, uh, you know, he just had – he was – folks, he was a beautiful 10-pointer, which you'll be able to see him on my uh, Instagram page. Um, he was a beautiful uh, West Virginia 10-pointer, just had beautiful mass to him, just a, a, just a, a very big, healthy deer. I mean, he, he was uh, – it was just a, an, an awesome hunt. Uh, he uh, – when, when, I, when I shot him at 18 yards, he came up out of the creek, across the creek, came up the bank to my right, and – he stepped out from behind a, uh, a big oak tree there, and and that's when I let the arrow go. And it was, uh, you know, he he may have went what five yards, yeah, and that yeah. was it. And but it is an awesome hunt, awesome animal, and uh, I just uh, you know he's as probably one of my most memorable hunts with 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 my with my bow, most definitely. So. Uh, but great place, man. We've had some good times since too. And, Absolutely. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what happened this morning. Well, the, <laughs> we can start with yesterday. Yesterday yeah, was yeah. a fun hunt too. So let's uh, let's, let's tell everybody about yesterday first, and then we'll tell you how we got it done this morning. Certainly. Well, for, back to the buck that you killed. You know, I I can't remember. Um, I'm sure we got a weight on that deer. And I want to say, if memory serves me, it was like 173 dress, something to that effect. I mean, just a 
very tremendous animal, healthy, just a beautiful buck. But yeah, um, and I'll also be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, that uh, Mark is one of our longtime guests here and, and one of the one of my favorite people to have and in, in uh, on the property is uh, just a hard hunter, you know, ethical and, and, and just a, a hunter that'll, you know, will listen to and, and can be guided, you know, and that's important in this line of work. You know, if, if people will listen to your suggestions, obviously we're not perfect. We make mistakes too, but it's always good to have someone who's willing to, you know, to uh, follow direction as far as, you know, a game plan and be up for anything. And you certainly always are. And, and we just always enjoy having you here. And, and certainly this week has uh, followed suit right along those lines. But yes, yesterday we went into a spot that took a little effort to get in there. It's uh, just an excellent spot, a big ridge that uh, a saddle type ridge uh, in an area that we traditionally do have a lot of turkeys. And uh, I knew these birds were in there. So we got in there real early, got set up, set up with somewhat open we didn't have a lot of cover which you know you can't always have it perfect you know and uh long story short we called these turkeys in and um in the close range i would say 60 to 80 yards at most um we were ready you know i thought we were going to get it done then and uh, uh as luck would have it a, a hen out front <laughs> made our, made us and, and busted us and uh, took the flight and of course the, the gobbler disappeared so uh, and we really hit it hard yesterday you know we did a lot of we, co- we covered a lot of ground and uh, running gun style hunting you know I think we probably did I don't know six seven miles yesterday yeah, a bit of it. so uh, it was uh, you know we heard probably I you know probably six birds on the yeah. roost around us Anywhere from you know probably four or five hundred yards on in to a hundred yards. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it was a a great spot to be in, and uh, we just didn't get it done because the old looker hen she outsmarted <laughs> us. But you know she was in her lap, and you know yeah. that's all you can ask for. I mean, you know that is the excitement of, of spring gobbler hunting, and you know there's a, well, you and I we were, when we got in the truck and we were talking, um, you know. There's a lot of looker hens that have kept a lot of gobblers alive, and That's she right. kept that gobbler alive. She sure did. So, but uh, it was a great hunt, wonderful morning, and uh, so we came back and kind of regrouped and had a little dinner last night. Uh, Cody's lovely wife came over and joined uh, uh, my wife Martha and I to, at the. Uh, we're at the a new house here on uh, Potts Creeks. Uh, and uh, property it's called the lemon slice it's uh, uh right next to the lemon hotel and man i tell you what a nice what a very nice menu here wow it's just it's beautiful i mean just very well done very well decorated you know not not definitely not your typical hunting cabin <laughs> so but just a beautiful place but uh so we uh we got a new game plan together last night and uh and then we went back this morning. So yes. tell everybody what happened this morning. Well, you know, along the same lines of that hunt with the, the deer that you killed, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, the typical scenario. Sometimes we get locked into, you know, we all think we got to be out there way before daylight and catch them off the roost. And um, Mark, you and I discussed, you know, we've had a lot of success in late morning. And uh, so we elected this morning to uh, to go in around seven o'clock, uh, a little after. Um, we uh this particular location um 
it, it just set up perfect for that type of hunt. You know, well, we we've had a lot of success this year late morning. You know, to be quite honest, these birds are uh, they're hinned up. And, uh, you know, typically unless you're right underneath them or can, you know, you always, you know, can get lucky and, you know, we have all hunted turkeys off a roost and have them come in, but more often than not, you know, they get with hens and, uh, they don't come in to the call as good. And, and then uh, what we see is in like so many locations, those, those, uh, hens will get separated from those gobblers late in the morning, whether they're, they're just feeding and, the, the natural way things shake out, they get separated from the gobblers or they go to nest. And so we decided last night, you know, we put in a hard day yesterday and uh, it's been a long season. And it was like, you know, we're going to get some rest in the morning, get a bite to eat and go in a little later. And that's what we did. And we set up in a blind uh, over an old cut cornfield that was a cornfield last year. Um, uh, there's there's no corn left in it. Obviously, it's just a, a fallow fields they're going to plant again this year. But anyway, we had a blind set up in the rear corner. We had a little rain in the area, so we elected just to get in the blind and put out a couple decoys and uh, just do some periodic calling. And lo and behold, what maybe thirty minutes into it, if that, yeah, uh, we're calling and calling pretty aggressive. Uh, and uh, I, I looked up and I see this big tom come soaring in. He actually flew from across the creek and a road on a ridge. I'm convinced he was, you know, heard our calls and he just come gliding in there and hit the ground and vanished into the woods along the field edge there. Sure did. And um, we worked him, never made a sound, never gobbled, never heard this turkey gobble. When we first started calling and once he landed, you know, in close proximity to us, uh, he just stayed silent. And it uh, goes back to knowing the area, knowing the, the spot you're hunting. I knew there was a bench, like a shelf-type flat ridge above this field that they strut in. Always a lot of feeding sign in that area. And so we, we gave it a good sit in the blind. Thought he may work his way up along the edge of the field to our decoys. And uh, I, would, I would say we probably a good hour and a half or longer. They're just periodically calling and uh, no no luck, no action, no gobbles, no nothing. And rather than give it up, we uh, we elected to to ease our way up onto this ridge where I thought he might be, um, and our approach, you know, it's kind of open woods. It's kind of a tough spot, but we kind of hugged uh, an edge of this ridge using the contour of the land as cover, and it also serves as a you know another when we get up there. Up there, I was hoping we could call and then we work in two different directions and maybe strike a bird. And lo and behold, the first stop that we made once we got into this area, I wanted to be in. I hit the call pretty loud, and he gobbled, I don't know, 60 yards he out was, of that. He was right on top of that. You know, and it was like, right there, right there, right there. I took a mark, just get to this tree right here. And I actually had a turkey fan with me, a technique I've been using some and um, with some good results. And, and uh, basically it wasn't, I mean, we didn't even have an opportunity to get set up. You know, Mark took a knee behind the, behind the uh, a big wide oak there that was forked. Yeah and just had the gun barrel through the forks of the trees and i got down behind you and uh never touched the call and we he comes up over the the ridge and strut and i had this fan and i just held it up in the air a little bit you know elevated a little bit twisted it around a little bit and he came out of strut and came towards us and he did he was right yeah yeah and uh and you sealed the deal and i think we what was it 46 yards 46 yards something like that it it was a Good shot, and 
just a heck of a hunt, very memorable hunt, one of the best ones we've had this year, just the way it shook out and using the fan and you know. awesome. And then, you know, the fan, I'll tell you that, that that's my first experience with using a, a gobbler fan. Yeah. You know, it's a, a true fan from a gobbler, uh, all natural. And so I had, uh, I had my Benelli Super Black Eagle 2 with me and I was using the three and a half, the Winchester Longbeard three and a half inch Magnum shells, number five shot. And I tell you, I, we thumped him from 46 yards. Yeah, yeah. I told Cody, I said, you know, I didn't do anything, really pulled the trigger and hold it on his head. <laughs> but, uh, but he, he, you know, it was, uh, man, it, what a great hunt. I mean, it, everything just turned out just perfect that could have happened in that scenario. Cause I, I will admit, you know, I'm getting, I'm 54, getting a little old. Whenever I hit my knees there and late, you know, bit down behind that tree, I was like, Oh, I hope this happens fast. Cause I don't want to be able to get in this position for long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a little luck never hurts. We certainly had some luck on our side, but knowledge of the area and a good approach. And we did a lot of things right that, that uh, panned out for us. And we had a little luck on our side too. So yeah, just a, Awesome morning of turkey hunting, late season. I particularly, you know, I've told you I I like the early season and I like late season. That mid mid part of the season is always kind of tough, but uh, some of the bigger birds that I've killed or been a part of, uh, of 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 getting has been in late season. I just like I like this time of year. I love to hunt late season. Also, I mean, like you and I were talking, a little bit harder hunting. The birds aren't, you know, they're not answering. Like they do in early season. Yeah, they're nowhere near as vocal yeah. as they are early and season. It's you know the the cover, everything's starting to green up. So you've really, really, really got to watch what you're doing, and and you got you got to you got to be quiet, and you got to uh, you know you just it, it's hard hunting, but uh, but I mean I, we couldn't have asked for a more perfect scenario than that. I mean you you called it right. We got out of the blind, we walked up the right edge of that uh, of that ridge and as soon as we got up in there i was like man this this is this is turkey territory right here i mean they love those flat yep. top you know to, to to strut on and uh, man i mean when he gobbled my i will tell you this the hair just stood up on my neck <laughs> i mean you know it's a that's a feeling you know if you're not a turkey hunter yeah you, you you know you don't know what we're talking about but man that that was awesome and you know for those out there that turkey hunt will understand you know this this particular bench ridge or flat ridge is just a perfect spot late morning you know again those toms if they get separated from hens they'll get up on these ridges and strut and gobble right? even though he wasn't gobbling but and try to pull those hens into him so i just figured you know and there was a lot of feed sign in there you know we saw a lot of scratching a lot of turkey sign in there and it's just just a good spot and we pulled it off and it was awesome. I mean, we, he's in the freezer. Twenty two pounds. Twenty two pounds. He had probably, uh, I, you know, his spurs were a good inch and, you know, probably an inch and a quarter yep. somewhere yep. in there. I mean, just a good pretty mountain bird. Yeah. I mean, just beautiful beard on him, big old paintbrush beard. I mean, man, he's going to be. I'm going. I'm going to put him on the wall in our new uh, barn dominium that that Martha and I are doing at Little Sink Creek Farm and. Uh, so we're, I can't wait. So Todd Godsey at uh, Bigfoot Taxidermist is going to, uh, 
to do my taxidermy on him. Todd's a good guy. Todd mount he does a lot of mounts for me, and you actually use Todd uh, yes, for your son's t- turkey mount. Yep, my son Zane his first uh, long beard that he uh, was able to kill on his own hunting alone. Uh, we got it down in Northwest North Carolina, and uh, Todd mounted that bird for for him and, and did a real good job. So we're very pleased with it. Yeah, he uh, he does. He freeze dries all freeze dries all of his heads, and you know Todd's an avid hunter. Also, I actually just uh, Cody and I called him uh, as soon as we got the bird back here, and uh, got it checked in and everything. Uh, and uh, you know he told us how to how he wanted it wrapped and all that, and Cody. Cody always does a great job with all the, the taking care of the uh, the game after the after the kill, and so it was just just a great morning. So, but uh, Cody, tell us a little bit about you know you know you were federal law enforcement agent of the Forest Service guy, pretty much federal game warden. Yep, and uh, I know you had some interesting. Uh, Things that you did with with that, I know you can't tell at all, but uh, I know if, how. Tell us a little bit about your career uh, in that. Well, it, it, I was blessed to have a, a good career with the, like I said, with both the National Park Service and the U.S. Forest Service. <clears throat> My father, uh, John Murphy, was a uh, park ranger and a district ranger with the National Park Service, and he was actually a Harry Yaunt Award winner which is uh, awarded for the top ranger in the country. So there was a history there and uh, his good friend and, you know, a lifelong friend of mine was also a park ranger, but I started out with them in their maintenance division, mowing and weed eating and picking up trash. And then uh, got a wildlife technician position um, at Great Smoky Mountains National Park very early in my career as a seasonal appointment uh, as a, I was a member of uh, the wild hog eradication team at Great Smoky Mountains National Park, where we actually <clears throat> hunted and trapped wild boar, which were an exotic species to the park and yeah. detrimental to the, you know, the native wildlife. So uh, I spent five seasons, three of which I was doing seasonal law enforcement in the summer and then uh, hunting and trapping wild boar, you know, in, in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, very rugged half a million acre, oh, yeah. you know, just some big, uh, big mountains, big country and um, very, very interesting position. You know, in, in my early 20s, I'm hunting and trapping wild hogs <laughs> in a national park where no one else can hunt, and, you know, really uh, honed my woodsman skills. I was fortunate to grow up with grandfather and father that uh, had me in the outdoors. And uh, so, yeah, I did that and then got in, got on permanent full time law enforcement and Worked at, uh, came back to the Smokies as a backcountry ranger. And, um, actually uh, left there, went to Alaska, worked at Glacier Bay National Park and Preserve as a district ranger, a supervisor up there. And Shenandoah National Park as a south district ranger. And then went on uh, to the Forest Service as a patrol captain. And on the Mark Twain National Forest in Missouri, had the Mark Twain and the Shawnee yeah. National Forest. So, yeah, lots of good stories. And, you know, ended up my career here in West Virginia on the Monongahela National Forest um, and uh, retired in October of last year. And uh, just a wonderful career. Lots of stories. I don't even know where to begin, you know, telling those stories. Everything from flying in helicopters, doing uh, eradication, you know, anti-drug work. Uh, did several details down on the border. Um some of the best time of my career, I was uh, on a uh, tactical tracking team, which is essentially a woodland SWAT team. 
there in the Smokies, and we did a lot of really uh, good training and had a lot of really interesting calls and details. We started out more as a poaching, you know, like for the black gallbladder, the black bear thing in the park, ginseng and things of that nature. But we kind of developed into a, a more of a tactical team, a woodland SWAT team, and did a lot of training with other agencies, ATF, uh, North Carolina Highway Patrol, FBI, and the list goes on and on. But yeah, I'm just a, blessed to have a very good career. I uh, enjoyed every minute of it, but uh, I'm enjoying retirement now. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you retired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've, uh, uh, Cody and I, ever since he's been here at Foss Creek, I've been coming, uh, my wife and I have been coming here for years and, uh, you know, enjoyed a lot of great times here. Thanksgiving's, Christmases, you know, we've, we've, every now and then, we used to come for Thanksgiving quite a bit. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just a phenomenal place, man. I mean, I mean, just gorgeous. And, and, you know, to come here and experience, you know, the hunting and fishing piece of it. Uh, you know, of course, my wife, she, she goes with me every now and then, but you know, she loves to come here and she reads and she sits by the stream and just relaxes. And, you know, we've got, Four teenagers, so you know we we like to get away every now and then, and that's what this this weekend was. And uh, I really appreciate you setting it up. And and uh, man, man, wow, what a hunt this yes, morning! Sir. You know, or the past two days. I mean, it's always great. You know, I mean, they're just. But uh, tell uh, tell everyone how to get in touch with you, and you know, if you want to book a hunt here, I promise you, uh, folks, you're, you're not going to be disappointed. From, you know, the, the hunting and fishing aspect, but also the, uh, accommodations. And, uh, my wife and I are, we've got reservations tonight at, uh, the slice, uh, lemon slice or the lemon hotel here. We're staying in the lemon slice house, but, uh, we've, uh, my wife's having, uh, filet and I'm going to have the trout almondine and we're just looking forward to it. I mean, everybody has been so accommodating. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's been a, a great few days here. And so just let everybody know, you know, how to, how to get in touch with you and, and you know what, I, I know the hunts book up quick, yep, uh, yep. you know, for the, and, and it folks, it is in it during deer season, it's bow only. It's archery only. Uh, you know, you've had the likes of Bow Hunter Magazine hunt the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a lot of uh, of great hunters that have hunted this property. Great bow hunters, yeah. So, and that's why, one of the reasons we've got you know the caliber of bucks that we do is the archery only. It's a, it's a tougher hunt. Um, you know, and the question you get a lot is you know on success rates, and that's hard to to put on a archery hunt. You know, we deal more in opportunity. You know, and I can assure you that we've got numerous bucks here in the 140 range, and and I would not uh, <clears throat> I would not be surprised at all. In fact, I know we've got some in the 160 range. Oh, 100 percent. I promise you that they are they are here. And you know, we can cater to your hunt to whatever you want to do. I mean, if you want to hunt hard, stay in the stand all day, we'll make that happen. Uh, our turkey hunts, we do semi guided hunting, which you know the semi guided hunt package. Uh, pricing includes uh, your lodging at the depot lodge, two meals a day at the Swinging Bridge restaurant, um, transportation to and from your hunting area, take care of your of your game if you're successful. But we customize, you know, and like we do for you, we we can do about anything. You know, we can upgrade the lodging venues 
Um, we can do fully guided. Uh, we don't do a lot of fully guided hunts with our deer hunts, uh, but we, we can, you know, if that's, if we got a youth or a first time hunter, we've got, uh, everything from some very nice, uh, sturdy, large platform, uh, ladder stands. Uh, we recently, last year, we put in four new redneck blinds that are just first class, you know, and we're going to get a couple more of those this year, try to, uh, replace all of our old box blinds, but you know everything from pop-up blinds to redneck blinds that are elevated uh, blinds on the ground, uh, ladder stands. You know we can do about anything to accommodate. If you got a group and you don't want to stay at the lodge, which is very nice, but it's more of a hotel style. You got your own room, your own bathroom, a little common area like we can have your continental style breakfast to bring your food back and eat there. But like, you know, for example, you and some of your guys, you always, we got other venues, cabins, houses that have full kitchens where you can cook. Some that are separated, you know, a little off to themselves. If you want a little more privacy and seclusion. And then, you know, to like what you guys are doing, you know, the, uh, the Swinging Bridge Restaurant, country style restaurant, very good. Uh, it's typically where we go, but the 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 owner has uh, the Lemon Hotel, which is uh, a little more of a fine dining experience and and you know more elegant lodging and yes, indeed. And so uh, you know, I, I don't know. We may be one of the only places that has uh, fine dining and and uh, high end elegant hotel style yes. lodging for and, and guys in camo coming yes. in out of there. So and we get some eyebrows raised, but it works. And uh, people yeah. going by is like, "Who's the redneck in the camo coming out of that lemon hotel?" <laughs> oh, that's Mark Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, to get in touch with us, we've got a website, Fox Creek Outfitters. Just look us up online. Um, uh, Phone number here, you know, and you can look us up as well. Paint Bank, Virginia, Fox Creek Outfitters, but, uh, uh, 540-897-5500 is our office number. Just call, leave me a voicemail. Uh, we can discuss your hunt if you want to come join us. Uh, again, uh, we, we, we like to deal. We don't deal so much in quantity. We want a quality hunt. We're, I'm not under a lot of pressure to just stack hunters in here. We're not, and we're not going to do that. We, yeah. We want to have a quality experience versus a lot of experiences. So um, the hunts do book up rather quickly. So if you're, if you're interested, just reach out to me. And I, like I said, I can customize it any way. We, our website, uh, we advertise a three-day archery hunt, which is four nights of lodging. So that way, you know, your last day of the hunt, you know, you get some rest that night and check out and leave the next day. We also do uh, six-day hunts, so three-day and six-day hunts for turkey and for deer, but I'll customize that to whatever the individual needs, you know, and if they just want to hunt a couple of days and just like you this week, or if you want to hunt 10, you know, we'll make it happen. And, uh, we try to to work with folks and, uh, you know, one of my objectives is is just like with your situation, if I can have the same folks coming back every year for a particular date range, You know, that speaks volumes of our operation. And so that's, uh, that's where, where we're at. And, you know, if, if we've got, uh, if we've got a slot open, we'll put, we'll put you in it. And, uh, what we usually find is somebody gets a slot, they keep it, you know, and they come back every year. So reach out to us. We'll get you hooked up. Uh, we also offer fly fishing packages, um, on Potts Creek. Um, we're going to be doing some more river trips. We, uh, we do do some float trips, uh, but you know the, the turkey hunting, the deer hunting, and the fly fishing here on the creek are our are our, our primary. But uh, you know we're going to do some more float trips on the uh, Greenbrier River, possibly the New River, or certainly the New River. 
um, for small mouth and, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we're able to provide a, a quality experience sure. and, uh, and on that front as well. But yep, just give us a shout. Potscreekoutfitters.com. Uh, uh, email is PCO at potscreekoutfitters.com. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. And again, phone number 540-897-5500 or 5500. <laughs> if you uh, check out their website and their Instagram Facebook pages, uh, you'll see uh, two smiling gentlemen on there with a nice gobbler too from today. So, uh, but, uh, well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. We appreciate you being with us. And, uh, you know, please give Cody a call. Uh, I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed to come book a hunt with him. Uh, he, he's fun, so much fun to hunt with as his guides are here. Um, you know, you're not going to be disappointed from, from that aspect or the accommodations and food and, you know, uh, but, um, thank you all for being here. And, uh, I'll be back here at Potts Creek a couple, maybe a couple more times this year. Definitely. I always come for opening week of bow season. Uh, so I'll be, we'll be coming back to you live here, uh, during that time. And maybe sometime in June, we get a little spring squirrel season in Virginia now. So we might never, never know. We might have to come over and kill Miss Squirrels. <laughs> Cook them up. So, but, uh, so thank you all for being with us. And I'm Mark Bowman and with my friend Cody Murphy. Goodbye to everyone. And you are listening to the Bowman Chronicles podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Mark. Joy having you. Thank you Thanks, sir. brother. Folks, you can find me on my Instagram page at the Bowman Chronicles. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Mm-hmm.